I'm Brian Carrington, and you're listening to Call Talk for October 14, 2015. Today is an exciting topic, and it's inbound sales, how to accelerate your sales cycle with sales guru Mark Coudre. Now, if you're listening live, we'd like to be like, actually ask you to be a part of the show and ask questions, and here's how you can do it. The way is to email me. That's brian at benchmarkportal.com, spelled out B-R-I-A-N at benchmarkportal.com. But you can also call into the show, and it's easy. All you have to do is dial 347-857-3117. But make sure to press the number 1 on your phone to let me know you have a question, and I'll get you in. Really quick, that number is 347-857-3117. Of course, I do want to remind all of you that all of our shows are archived and available to listen to at any time that's good for you at BenchmarkPortal.com. Just navigate to the home page, scroll down a little bit to find the archives of Call Talk, and then you're on your way. So at this point, let's get on our way for the show today, and let me introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore. Well, thank you very much, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. As you mentioned, Brian, we have a very exciting topic today and a very strong, knowledgeable person to talk to us about it with regard to inbound call sales call conversions. Mark Coutre is joining us today, and I'd like to welcome Mark to the show. Thanks for having me, Bruce. I'm really excited to be here. Um, this is an exciting topic today, and I think uh, your listeners are going to be very uh, interested in what we're going to be discussing. I think they will. Uh, really, there's a lot of very interesting things that are going on in this area right now, and you're right at the uh, the forefront of them. Uh, just for our listeners, Mark has worked with uh, BMP as a marketing and sales expert, focusing on optimizing inbound and outbound sales efforts. His professional activities involve strategic planning, direction, and transition for companies moving from an analog model to a digital model. This includes the analytics and metrics for how performance is measured, which is so critical. And Mark is actively involved in the research and development of sales, marketing, and social media technologies, as well as the implementation into commercial environments. Prior to this, Mark focused on developing and implementing digital technologies for the specialty printing industry. And his work has been published globally in more than 400 articles, papers, and columns for more than 25 years prolific career. Uh, he's worked with client companies in 41 countries. Mark and I have known each other for 32 years, which is pretty amazing since we're only 39 years old each, right, right Mark? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and Mark really is uh, one of these uh, people who is a lifelong learner, always keeping up to date on things, one of the most talented and versatile pe people I know. So I'm really delighted that he's here. And uh, if, I, if I could just take a second to provide some context for our listeners, uh, because many of uh, the listeners come from sales centers, as well as centers that have traditionally been customer service centers and are feeling the pressure to do cross-sells and upsells and do them well. Uh, we also, I'm sure, have some people who are with collection centers. And there'll be some of these centers with advanced technologies, as well as centers with very little technology to help them in their sales efforts. But one of the things that we see spans all of these centers, in all cases, uh, we find that agents who are more educated and more self-aware about communications and who are equipped, scripted, and coached will do consistently and even surprisingly better. So uh, that's where a lot of the excitement comes in on this topic. And 
why we're uh, anxious to, to talk with you, Mark. Um, so just to kick things off, at, at Benchmark Portal, we're known for benchmarking call center performance. And lately, one of the areas we're getting more and more requests uh, with regard to is inbound call sales conversions. So tell us a little bit about developments in this area. Well, Bruce, throughout the world, in all areas, um, inbound sales process is changing and changing dramatically. In the old days, uh, the consumer would do about a third of the sales process on their own in advance of reaching out for the call center or you know, the salesperson, wherever they might be. Um, in the digital world and the availability of information on the Internet, all of that is changing. In fact, according to a recent Forrester research uh, paper, today between 85 and 90% of the pre-sale research and investigation has been completed before any agent has ever contacted. Now, this means we have less time to connect with the prospect and to build trust and to complete the transaction. So communication skills become hyper important because that last 15% uh, that the that the prospect needs to make the sale is critical so that you don't lose the sale and that you maximize the value of the sale. Uh, the mm. good news oh. is is that the good news is is that those the sales process tends to be shorter and the transaction times tend to be less, which is one of the ways that we accelerate the whole sales process. Mm. Okay, so there's real value in this for companies as long as they have people on the phone who are able to actually take care of that last 10 to 15 percent and close the deal properly by connecting with the uh, the customer. So it, it sure looks like a reflection of the development of uh, multi-channel communication, I mean, this whole process. I mean, with web, chat, social, email, uh, the consumer today has so many different ways to research and validate prospective vendors. Uh, so give us a little more context of how all these pieces fit together. Well, that's a great observation, Bruce. And in fact, if you'll recall, the way that we finally, you and I, got together uh, was on a discussion about some of the work that I was doing on the website and what we're seeing on uh, sales conversions through um, e-commerce in those areas and that how we can apply that into the call center. So today, the prospect arrives with a preconception of who we are and what we have to offer. They've got many, many different opportunities for them to find out about who we are now, a lot of this may be true or it may not be true, um, and the, the objective, our objective, is to connect with the prospect on their terms, build trust as quickly as possible, and then move to close the sale. Uh, this accelerated compression of the sales cycle is at the heart of increasing the conversion rates. Now, mm -hmm. in the past, we could expect typically a 20 to 35% uh, close rate on a properly constructed scripted sales call on a first call conversion basis and also assuming there is an optimized sales funnel in advance of that call reaching out. Now today there's been a big change. Those conversion percentages with, a, with an optimized sales funnel on the front end of the process um, can reach between 70 and 92 percent due to this pre-engagement access to the content comparisons and social reviews the impact on an organization can be profound. Uh, by the way, this mirrors similar conversion uh, percentages with web traffic to online sales. Mm, okay, so there's uh, quite a bit of str uh, strategy and statistics that, that back this up. 
And, you know, I, I can see even from my own experience, Mark, that uh, oftentimes that last 10 to 15%, because I, I very much see myself in this profile, um, you know, includes some doubts, some questions, some areas where I need some reassurance, you know, just at a very human level. So when okay. I'm, you know, calling into the agent, I need to be talking to somebody who I can talk to and relate to and who is going to be able to actually bring me to that conversion rate by satisfying those basic needs that I have in, in terms of overcoming the doubts, answering the questions, and giving me that extra bit of reassurance that, that's so important. Um, but the, the conversion percentages that you indicate almost seem unreal. Uh, what, what makes them possible? Well, this is where the, um, the change has taken place, and, and it's gotten really scientific. You know, the direct marketing um, segment of the marketing industry has been working with different types of uh, conversion processes, and they've known for a long time uh, what causes people to make decisions, but it's been a fairly inefficient process. Today, uh, the work that we've been doing and the work that, that I'm doing with you at Benchmark, there's a number of different areas that are enormously important in order to achieve this kind of performance. And they fall into three main basic categories. Uh, the first is what we call the primary communication style of the prospect. Now, Upon studying and listening to hundreds and hundreds of different phone calls, we've been able to identify four primary conversational styles. And the key thing is that the agent needs to be able to recognize which style that caller type is within one or two sentences. And it's not difficult once they've been trained how to do that. The reason this is critical is because two of the styles are sympathetic and two are antagonistic. Now, antagonistic doesn't mean hostile, it just means not compatible. So obviously, if you have an agent that has one style that's antagonistic to the caller, there's gonna be big problems. So it's important to recognize the situation when, uh, so that we can apply some reversing strategies. Everything can be managed and it's, in, it's entirely uh, possible um, to convert that antagonistic uh, situation into a compatible situation and build trust at the same time. If the agent's mm -hmm. on the wrong side of that conversation, converting the call becomes much more difficult. You know, uh, one of the uh, things that I would observe here too is that there's some centers really at the very top of the adoption pyramid that have some pretty sophisticated um, routing mechanisms that even use uh, big data, et cetera. And uh, those sure. of you who are listening know who you are. And, and then there are others who have none of that. But in both right. cases, right. even if you have sophisticated routing that uh, matches you more or less to people from your area of the country, your uh, age group, your uh, interests, that kind of thing, that doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily have a compatible communication style. And so this is an extra push, even if for people who have sophisticated technology, it's, a, it's an extra uh, arrow in their quiver in terms of being able to try to hit the target and make sure they get the closure. That's correct. Um, in the digital world, the, the thing, being an analyst myself and a very analytical person, I'm always looking for ways to um, measure and validate. You know, if you can measure mm -hmm. it, you can improve it. And I think that this is one of the most exciting um, reasons why we've been able to make such incredible improvements in the conversion process. So, you know, 
going back to what, what drives this whole thing, the next part of this whole equation is the word selection that we use in the com conversation. And all of this is based on a, a very well-developed area within psychology called neurolinguistics. That's pretty technical sounding. Um, but it has to do with how the pleasure pain centers in our brain react when we hear certain words or phrase combinations. The actual science is called NLP, which is Neural Linguistic Programming. Uh, there have been extensive documented studies on the use of NLP in sales and negotiating situations going back over 40 years. Um, the words can be rated as positive, neutral, and negative. And the work that we're doing here, um, we like to refer to the, to the way a word rates as the semantic valence measurement. So that's another technical sounding word, but basically it's how positive or negative is a word in a conversation. Uh, the choice of a word, literally the choice of one word, can stop the flow of a conversation in its tracks. And especially when we're in that very critical 15 to 20 percent uh, at the very end of the buying process, the prospect is looking for words that are going to reassure them and um, facilitate their belief that they're making the right decision. So as a result of that, the final step of this is a very carefully crafted, semantic, systematic script is essential. Um, I want to emphasize that this is not a word-for-word -word mechanical script. Again, we use neuro-linguistic triggers, and the script is designed to progressively move the prospect to a natural resolution. Yeah, and I, I've seen you do this, and really the bringing together of a lot of fantastic research uh, into something that makes sense uh, really helps out the uh, agent and at the same time helps out the customer, too, because uh, you are doing the customer a favor by figuring out how to best communicate with him or her. And uh, so this is, you know, the, the sort of uh, the best part of conscious communication. Uh, that's what I've seen and, and um, you know, in, in the things that you're bringing together. Well, exactly, Bruce. And I think that the key thing with this is, with all of this, is that what we're doing here is to create a, a properly designed campaign that is very natural, uh, very respectful, and easy to follow. The delivery flows, and it feels conversational and doesn't have any sense of being salesy. Um, you know, we're moving away from the typical traditional old-school closing techniques where customers today are so sensitized to this type of an approach that their pitch radar goes into full defense mode as soon as they hear some of the typical closing uh, phrases that have been taught for the last, you know, 100 years or so. Um, <laughs> with, the new with the new methodology, uh, it, when we use it properly, most of the time the resulting close is extremely simple. It basically comes down to we can help you with that. When would you like to get started? And the results, that's it. That's the, that's the close, and it just uh, takes its natural progression. Uh, that's uh, really remarkable, and uh, but it makes sense. I mean, the thing is that there's science behind this uh, and experience behind it, and at the end of the day, uh, there's human need behind it. I mean, uh, we are uh, we need these products, and uh, we need the things that are out there, uh, and, and but we need to feel that we're in fact 
uh, getting what we really want and what we really need. And so the communication is so important, particularly in that last 10-15% uh, to make sure that, that, that we're there. Right. You know, it, it comes down to the old school model and what gives sales a bad reputation is that it can be very manipulative. Um, this approach that we're using here has no, no hint of manipulation in it at all. In fact, what we're doing is we're helping them clarify and validate what they actually want to do, which is to make the purchase. That's the reason that they're calling us in the first place is they want to make a purchase. And if we do this properly, um, you know, it, it's a natural progression and just validates what they were already intended to do. Now, mm -hmm. the way that we do this, all of this stuff, is it, it works fairly simply. The first one to two month period that we work with the agents in the call center is, it, is an assessment period. And during that period, we listen to several hundred typical inbound phone calls. Usually it's between 200 and 300 calls. From this, we identify the typical questions concerns, vocabulary, vernacular that's being used. And then we also assess each individual agent to determine the conversational uh, style for that particular agent. And we teach them how to recognize and address the other three styles. This happens really quickly. Um, it's remarkable how, to, you know, how you watch the awareness of an agent when they see and they recognize or they hear and they recognize on the part of the agent um, for the first time, experiencing calls and call conversations on a daily basis, it becomes part of a much bigger process, and they realize the conversations they've been having um, are part of a bigger process. They just haven't been aware of it. So with you all know, of that, I, I, if I could just interrupt here, I'd just like to remind you of the time when uh, you were talking with one agent, and you told me the story of uh, you were, you know, counseling her on her personality style, her conversational style, uh, you, what you had learned from listening to her on the uh, recorded calls and her client customers and everything, and she just started to cry on you, and you got, you know, you said, oh, I'm, is something wrong? Is something wrong? And she said, no, Mark, you're the first person who's ever really understood me. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, in, in, in fact, you know, when you think about it, though, it makes sense. Yeah, no, it says it says volumes. Think about that, that somebody has finally felt understood and has finally understood how they uh, are coming across in context and uh, how they can learn from that. So I think one of the things that we shouldn't minimize is the self-awareness that can come from this and the fact that uh, we're really doing a, a wonderful service to the uh, people who work for us to bring them in on this. Yeah, and I think, Bruce, one of the key things that if we take a look at this in the bigger context of life, um, the skills, the communication skills and being able to recognize these sympathetic and antagonistic communication styles has incredible um, range and reach in real life with your, with your significant other, your, your husband, your wife, your kids, um, being able to communicate in the community in different situations with other um, you know, any interaction that you've got, you can use these skills. And, you know, heaven knows in the world today with all the miscommunication that goes on, anything that we can do to create a better uh, relationship between people is, is going to be a good thing for all of us. Absolutely. And it kind of turns you into Dr. Phil from time to time, <laughs> I think, right? Yeah. 
more times than I would like to admit. But it, it is pretty remarkable. I never would have ever thought that I would be in in a position of being a you know a psychologist. Uh, but the behavior it, it does. I mean, people have been so frustrated. Many of them their entire lives. Their communication style, if it's one of the more um, rare combinations, it's entirely possible that the majority of the conversations that they have with other people are not going to be uh, are not going to go well. And as a result, right. and they tend to shut down. And as a result of that, you know, then they get they're viewed as being, you know, kind of off by themselves, don't like antisocial, that kind of thing. Doesn't have to be that way. For the first time, they can recognize that who they really are. Yeah, no, it's so important, so important. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, it's something that we need to think about more, and this is what makes this a breakout approach, really, uh, because it is uh, not just sort of incremental. It's it's a, a pretty big leap for a lot of people. So um, anyway, you, you know, these are great insights, and I noticed that Brian has some questions for you. So why don't I turn it over to Brian to uh, give give some of the questions? Okay, thanks. Uh yeah, very interesting topic, and it's almost like, Mark, have you considered this as like a college or even a high school course? You know, it, it certainly could. I mean, uh, the the insights that we've gained through listening to these hundreds of calls, um, I think it would be, for interpersonal communication, it would be a, an excellent resource for anybody uh, as a life skill. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. Well, uh, of course, all the folks that are listening probably are at contact centers, whether they're small or they're huge. And so this is a perfect question coming from Melissa asking Dr. Kudre, how large does a center <laughs> have to benefit from this? Well, you know, Melissa, thanks for that question. Um, it's really hard to say. It has more to do with the average sales size and the average annual sales volume. Um, we're just completing um, – a program right now with a actually a relatively small center with only 10 agents, but they had a very high average annual sale. So it works best when the typical sale is several hundred to several thousand dollars per transaction. But you can have a small center in terms of the number of agents. It works very well either way. Okay, interesting. Bruce, did you have anything you wanted to comment on that? Yeah, no, I think that's a huge range of centers. When you think about it, uh, in the travel industry, whether it's cruise lines, whether it's uh, hotels these days, um, whether it's uh, for many, many uh, products that are at least $100 uh, or several hundred dollars or more, there's a, an awful lot of uh, centers that fall into that category. And there's also those situations of cross-sell and upsell where someone is getting a uh, call for customer service purposes but may be able to let the caller know about an opportunity to buy something, um, which would be an upsell or a cross-sell and would be obviously uh, new revenue for the, the call center and for the company. So right. uh, I think that, that there's, there's just an awful lot. As we look down our list of uh, verticals, uh, almost all of them, uh, not all of them, but so many of them fall into the category that can be a benefit from uh, from this. Uh, the, yeah, think, yeah, and I think one of the things that is really important to stress here is that the communication style, we've talked a lot about that in, in the conversation, but just as important and maybe even more important uh, is the speed of resolution. Um, with this process and with a properly designed front-end sales funnel, 
um, the the time to transact becomes compressed and accelerated as well. So what could be a you know 10 or 15 or 20 minute conversation on a complex sale can oftentimes be reduced down to five minutes or less. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I have a, another question that you sort of answered already, but I didn't want to ignore Kevin as he emailed into me that what are some of the typical areas where this approach would be effective? Uh, and like Bruce said, we see a lot of different verticals. Are there any in particular that uh, this approach is better for? Uh, you know, that's a great question, too. Uh, the areas that we've seen and, and that we're developing and have developed uh, implementations for um, are insurance, uh, travel, resort and vacation reservations, uh, warranty packages, physical products like golf clubs, um, really almost anything that can be sold via inbound sales work great. Um, incidentally, this works for outbound calls as well. Uh, we just haven't developed that uh, programming in depth as, as much as we have our inbound program at this stage, but it's high on the list for 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of those areas could benefit uh, by this and, and more, so yeah. I have one more question if we have time, Bruce. Yes, we do. Okay, great. Uh, we talked about uh, this a little bit already on on how you go about it with as far as the training, uh, the agents, and so forth, but uh, Robert just emailed me and asked, how do agents typically respond to this approach? So what's what's their kind of response, um, other than the young lady that said that no one uh, has <laughs> known her as a good response? Right. <laughs> well, you know, I think the big thing here is the the biggest the biggest element is the beneficial side side effect of increased agent confidence. You know, let's face it, telephone sales are a tough gig, um, and it, but it doesn't have to be that way. The combination of of a really good fluid script and carefully chosen neuro triggers uh, result in very high conversions. Um, with high conversions, you have uh, decreased you know the, the decreased self confidence comes from high levels of rejection. So if we can reduce the rejection, then the self-confidence goes up um, accordingly. Um, when we increase re the conversions, rejection drops to a fraction. Bottom line, agents are noticeably more relaxed and confident in their delivery and their close. You know, Sounds great. Th Sounds this like a win -win. Is, yeah, it is. It is. And, and actually, uh, what Mark brings up brings to mind something that uh, we've felt that Benchmark Portal for a long time is just so important. And that is that uh, the people who are the coaches, the supervisors, uh, for the frontline agents are in a key position. And I've advocated for changing the name of supervisor to agent advocate or agent coach. And think about what Mark was saying. In terms of how you approach a, an agent with this uh, very powerful tool, really, uh, Robert, is something that you need to think through. In other words, uh, it needs to be brought across the proper way. Uh, because if it's brought across the proper way, it will be much more effective, much more quickly, and it won't be misunderstood by the agents. So this needs to be understood as something which is uh, something that's going to improve their ability to communicate. Mark mentioned before the fact that it is not intended to be manipulative. It is not manipulative. It is intended to basically bring people toward uh, the conclusion that they need as well. Um, because particularly with the millennials, they're very sensitive to that. You want to make sure that they believe in what they are uh, selling, 
on the uh, telephone. So you have to make sure that that is properly brought across to them. So the uh, ability to uh, bring the understanding together with the proper motivation, with the proper products and services and uh, delivery, all of that is an, it's important to bring it all together and think about it well ahead of time and launch it with, uh, with a good amount of you know, understanding and expertise. Mark, do you have anything more to add to that? Absolutely. Um, you know, we're extremely sensitive to the work style of the millennials coming into the workplace today. They, as all of you know, if you've got millennials in your workplace today, it's a different work environment for them, and their expectation level is completely different than someone from, say, a baby boomer generation. Um, so this becomes a very, very powerful tool that will resonate particularly with the millennials uh, because it's genuine. It's genuine, and you're, you're actually um, connecting to create a the best possible experience for the prospect as well as for the agent themselves to facilitate a positive outcome. Everybody likes to go home at the end of the day feeling like they did a great job and that they helped somebody in the role that they've got during the day. So. For us, that becomes um, equally as important to just the bottom line of the transaction. Is we want people that are happy. We want motivated agents with a high level of self-esteem and a high level of self-confidence. And this is designed specifically to help improve those areas and build on them. Okay. Well, uh, these are great insights and uh, great questions. Uh, thank you very much to the audience. And uh, we're happy to answer any other questions that you may come up with just by emailing to us. But uh, I think we brought ourselves to the end of our uh, our half-hour period here. So I'm going to turn things over to, thank, first of all, thank Mark very much for being with us and for his insights. And, uh, Mark, is there any final things that you'd like to say before we hand things over to Brian? Well, thank you, Bruce, for having me on this. This is a really exciting area. Um, you know, when you and I first started talking about this and conceptualizing the possibility of implementing this technology into call centers, I really didn't know what kind of an impact we were, we were going to have. And now that we've been working with it for over a year and have got you know, a significant amount of history on, under our belts with it, it, it's been a very gratifying and um, exciting um, experience, and I, I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen, the balance of this year and 2016, as we continue to develop this and move it forward with even more advanced technologies. So thanks for having me. Okay, great. All right, thank you very much, and uh, we'll turn things over to Brian. All right, well, thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it once again. Our host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore, bringing Mark Rudre on the show today. What an interesting approach and a cool way to develop uh, about the agent's professional and personal career and, and uh, just internal growth. So good stuff there. Want to make sure that you know that you can join us next month for another great show and look at our huge selection of archived shows that we have. There's tons of different topics, and you can find them at our website at benchmarkportal.com. Then click on Call Talk, where you'll find over five seasons of the show. So enjoy that. Hopefully you get a lot of great information from it. So from all of us here at Benchmark Portal, keep those headsets steady. Barrington signing out. Have a great day.